2: Inside Access here on a Friday and the Orioles start a big series this weekend against the Pittsburgh Pirates. We head out to the Ashley Furniture guest hotline now where center fielder for the Baltimore Orioles, Cedric Mullins, joins us now. And Cedric, good afternoon. Thank you as always for joining us. Let's start here, the last six, uh, against two of the teams that are thought of to be the best in baseball. Did it feel like playoff baseball in Atlanta and here against Tampa these last six games? Yeah,
3: uh, first off, good afternoon, guys. Hope y'all are all doing all right. But, yeah, um, it, it definitely did. And I think we had – you know, we definitely had a couple of meetings uh, pregame on a couple of them that were just like, hey, like this is – these are the feelings that, you know, a playoff experience would have, you know, feeling as if one hit here, one hit there, one pitch here, one pitch there can make the decision on a game. And so for us to, you know, split it against those – uh Two teams, three and three. Uh, shows we're in a good spot. We were in all of those games. I think we had a chance to, uh, you know, take uh, the series in Atlanta as well. You know, just just some uh, untimely hitting on our end, and you no, know, but that happens.
1: Going a step further with that, Cedric, you guys got off to such a phenomenal start. Still are, of course. But a lot of people say, oh, maybe they haven't played the best schedule yet. Was this a statement for you guys? Did you go into these six games with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder?
3: Yeah, of course. And I mean, uh, you know, the, the the two best teams that we played, you know, they're they're roughly on that same schedule right now and uh, early in the season. And you know, for us to come in and continue to play good ball against them, take the series against Tampa, it was huge for us.
0: For, for you personally, how different is it now? in this reconstructed outfield than a year ago. Like how much of a feeling out process was that? Right. I guess some of these balls that are kind of fading into that triangle back there, you don't know exactly what it looks like and how it plays till you see it. And with you, the center fielder commanding sort of things back there, is it a different feeling now versus last May? Uh,
3: Yeah. Um, I think just in terms of adjustments overall, uh, they've been made, you know, it's just, it's still a tricky wall on occasion and, you know, I think the the communication aspect of it with me and uh, whoever's in, you know, left field, whether it be Hazy, uh, McKenna, Stowey, any of those guys is huge because it kind of gives us an idea of who is protecting that gap if a ball were to be hit that way. So it's rare for me in most cases to, to have to get to it, uh, but
0: just having that communication with our guys uh, makes it a lot easier. Well, I, I get the feeling you know every part of that Kaufman field offense. I mean, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, wall and outfield because you were chasing balls down all all over the place. The one you dove on the warning track, where does that rank in your all-time snags? And also, can, can shouldn't there be padding on these walls? I feel like you kept running into that out-of-town scoreboard. Like I, I don't understand why, you know what I mean, at this level, we don't have more protection for the players
3: yes uh, that that wall, especially out in right center I guess to rank that play for starters it i, I give it top ten like okay. i in playing for for so long, I definitely have some crazy plays mixed in there yeah uh in terms of just strictly being in the big leagues, sure, you could potentially put that in top five uh so it's uh, it was definitely an awesome you know just that field play is so big, and I'm able to you know just really stretch my legs out on the play like that to just give myself a chance. And you know, in, in regards to the wall, it's it, I think what really gave me trouble with it was the chain link. Yeah. It's just hard to hit. So it kind of gives you a it, – it, it's it's more difficult to get a gauge on where you're at because you're not going to hit the scoreboard itself. You're going to hit the chain link fence beforehand. And the the lights kind of hide it. So
2: that's why I took a beating,
3: but it's yeah. it also a much but, yeah, I think that was the tricky part of it.
2: We're talking to Cedric Mullins' inside access here on the fan. Cedric, the new rules, the limited uh, throwovers to first base, the bigger bags, the pitch clock. How how do you balance being o- aggressive and being able to steal more bases with then maybe getting too aggressive? Uh, Yeah, you
3: know, at, at the end of the day, the goal is to not necessarily run into outs. So you're still playing the game, uh, you know, with a smart approach. Uh, at the same time, you know, it obviously gives you more – Aggressive opportunities, you know, even even after, you know, potential first pickoff. You know, I think it just lowers the chances that he'll come again at you um, within a shorter time frame. You know, it's uh, one of the things that you can take advantage of. You've seen it across the league. You know, after that second pickoff, guys are, you know, get trying to get jumping starts, uh, potential running starts, and they lead to easy bags or potentially leads to a balk because the pitcher steps off and doesn't get you out.
1: We had Jorge Mateo on the show a couple weeks back, and both of you guys spoke openly about 50 steals, 60 steals. You both are tied at 12 thus far into the season. Is there a friendly competition with you guys? Do you try to one-up each other?
3: Oh, 100%. Uh, <laughs> we're always clowning around with that because I, I know there's moments where I go up two or three, and you know I might hit a stretch where I'm not getting on bases often. He'll jump around and be like, hey, just wait for me and it takes him one day to catch up, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. So there's always that friendly competition amongst us.
0: When someone is as accomplished at that as you are, I know that the skipper likes to give you some leeway, but like the other day you get a four-pitch walk, it's early in the game, you play nothing but tight games. Do you have an automatic go there, Cedric? I mean, obviously, I know there's signs and things involved, but how much how much leeway do you have? Because I'm sure sometimes you're frustrated if you know it ends up being a double play, and you're thinking, "Damn, if I had maybe gone a pitch before, I'd be standing on second base already."
3: Yeah, there there are so many factors involved with stealing a base. You know, not only you know uh, you know having the green light from Skip uh, is first and foremost, but past that, it's you know is the pitcher quick to the plate? Uh, does he have a strong move? Uh, is he kind of, is he paying attention to you? What's the score of the game? So, you know, a lot, a lot of factors go into play, but yeah, if I'm, if I'm able to be aggressive and keep the double play out of order, uh, he hundred percent wants me to do it.
2: Talking to Cedric Mullins inside access here on the fan, uh, Cedric, the, the back end of this bullpen and playing behind them. And I know last year it felt like Felix came out of nowhere, like a guy most had never heard of. And then he comes in and dominates. And now here we are less than a year later and Yannir Kano's here. It seems it's like the same thing, and, and he's all virtually unhittable so far this year. I almost feel like you can take a nap, when, especially when he's out there this year. No, it's awesome playing behind
3: those guys. Like you said, Felix doing what he did last year and basically continuing his reign. It's awesome to see, and uh, Cano coming in, basically shocking the world, and you know, he's uh, just a real humble guy. Goes about his business the correct way, and he's getting a ton of results from it, and playing behind them, and Uh, You know, not having to, uh, you know, chase down all kinds of balls is always nice. And but I'm I'm always ready for that play if it comes uh, if it
1: comes up. Cedric, we know the hype that Gunnar Henderson has, and we know his ability down the stretch of last year, heading into this year, still walking a ton, but the batting average not necessarily where he would like it. We know your story, of course, where you had your own struggles in 2019. I guess. Has Gunner? Have you spoke to him throughout this uh, rough start? Yeah, I, I
3: basically confirmed with him that everyone goes through a stretch like this, and not you know basically told him I was like your stretch is nowhere near as bad as what mine was, and you know for him to continue to have the confidence going in day in and day out, uh, you know just for him to continue to be aggressive, uh, you know it's uh that's what he was when he first broke out into the league. You know he was very aggressive on pitches and. You know, still had a great eye to draw walks, and so he's still doing that. It's just a matter of making those adjustments, and, you know, hes I think he's right around the corner from it of having more consistent barrel and more balls go his way and finding some grass, so I, I think he's real close.
0: It was pretty clear that you went into the off season saying, I, I want to have better at-bats, at by and large, against lefties. The upcoming season you guys have faced a gauntlet of lefties including some really nasty ones and, and you've had more than your share of success um h- how does that feel and and like what was that I guess what how do you replicate that you know what I mean because unless you have a lefty throwing to you how much can you really do with a pitching machine
3: yeah I, I think the biggest thing with the pitching machine is uh over exaggerating so for me, it's creating a lefty angle that's probably beyond what you would normally see. So, you know, we face, we face Chris L, who has, you know, the funky delivery, and I'd set up the machine even further behind me to make his delivery seem normal. Like, it's just over-exaggerating to make those adjustments, and then the hardest part is do they apply in the game. So it's a matter of getting in there, trusting what you've done, trusting the process, and uh, seeing the results from it.
2: Cedric, do you care where you bat in the lineup against some tough lefties? They moved you down a little bit, but you're hitting well against lefties. Does it matter to you where you're in it? Not at all. Uh, there's always one through nine.
3: There's always going to be a situation where you can make you can be a difference maker in a game, and whether that's first, ninth, whatever the case, as soon as my as soon as it's my turn up, there's opportunity there.
1: Cedric, tonight it's the first of the rest of the home slate with the bird birdbath yes, and the left field ball. We know the sprinkler celebration. Were the players, did you guys come up with that idea? What, what has it been like with the water celebration? Did you think it would take off to this level?
3: Yeah, so I, I, I only have half the story with that. And the reason being is because of the WBC. So there yeah. we found show and apparently a group of guys did some waterfall sprinkler routine during the talent show that stuck with everybody, I guess, and I I still haven't even seen it, uh, but apparently they have recorded somewhere. But uh, haven't seen it yet, but, you know, some of the uh, guys on the pitching staff came up with the idea and just kind of ran with it because when, when uh, someone approached me and they were like, hey, do the sprinkler out at a second base, and I was like, well, there's – I'm sure there's multiple forms of that. Like, which, what are you referring to? I have no idea what you're talking about. But uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been cool. Definitely bringing some fun to the, to the dugout in the clubhouse.
2: Cedric, are you aware of that what happened? I think it was in Atlanta. McCann hits the double, but then it's reviewed, and, and Kyle Gibson kept the water in his mouth the whole time, waiting for the review to come on. And then when it finally uh, was ruled a double, they're waiting for McCann to look at them, and he won't look at them, and Gibson's holding that water in his mouth the whole time?
3: yeah that was that was funny to watch just because <laughs> just it, it happens like you you're out on the field I, I know I've forgotten to you know give the double sign once or twice just because I'm wearing way more equipment than I'm used to so I'm, and, and it's on a time now, so I'm trying to get it off as fast as I can you know hand it off see see take a look at the signs you know make sure that my guy at the plate has plenty of time to do what he needs to do
0: so this whole bird bath thing, obviously it's going to be going on while you guys are hitting. So you're not going to be able to see it from center field, but like are you are guys chattering about what this is going to look like? Are there literally going to be sprinklers over top of section 86? You know, coming down on the fans at the same time you guys are doing your thing? Like are you intrigued by this at all?
3: I I'd heard about something like that. I didn't know if that was a rumor or if I was legit. Um I'm in I'm definitely intrigued to see what that looks like, and especially when it gets hot. Yeah. That's going. I mean, shoot. This <laughs> Uh, i remember the portable fans used to carry that had the spray yeah, the aspect. Mist. those feel great uh, <laughs> hey, great idea
2: hey cedric last thing for you after you lived through the kind of the dark days here and the rebuild whatever you want to call it just how much fun are you and the guys having now playing winning quality baseball
3: it's it, it's it's amazing you know i think literally after last year and you know I, uh, uh, spoke up amongst the group of guys that we had, and I told them just straight up, like, this is this is the most fun I've had in the big leagues, and we hadn't even made the playoffs. So, I, you know, I, I like that we're pushing uh, for the playoffs this year. We're off to a great start, and the fun aspect of it has to stay in order for us to continue to play as well as we are.
2: Cedric Mullins, Orioles start a series against the Pirates tonight at 7 o'clock, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Cedric Mullins, continued success, and thank you uh, so much for your time as always.